Hey, yo, it's Ollie from Cosmic Demise. You already know. I just want to let you guys know that you should be listening to the Hard Luck Show every day, every night. Let's go. Good morning, motherfucking California. It's Shumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, bringing you the motherfucking heat again. Wake up. I said wake up. You in a truck. You in a car. You in a bed. You on the toilet. Wake the fuck up because it is the hard luck show, the hardest show this side of the Mississippi. And sitting, hey, on my left is Sean Lewis. (laughs) Certified audio so on Xanax. That's right. Certified audio professional. Uh, in. Uh, there uh, we go. Uh, 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 For uh, the hard. My name is Oduas. I like fat <laughs> women. Show. Oh, what is that? What? Check yeah. it out. Woo! Come, 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 come on. on. Come, come on. on. Woo! Come on. Woo! I got a yeah, new like, attitude. Like, Ollie on the visuals, you already know. You already know. You already know. And showrunner extraordinaire from the mountains, from the clear blue streams of the Matt. Angeles Mountains. One foot in New York, the other in Los Angeles. Yeah. The, the, the master of the mausoleum sound. The guy who likes right. tombs from tunes. The guy who likes to think about hip-hop in a the graveyard. Jewish gigolo. The, the Jewish gigolo. The Jewish gigolo. Yes, that's right. Big Schwartz, what's up, man? What's Where, up, fellas? Where's Schwartz. his mausoleum thing? Uh, I mean, Come on, let's oh, go. Geez. Come on. Oh, wait, right. I, you know what? Here we go. Sounds like a mausoleum, right? It does. It sounds like a mausoleum. <laughs> sounds like what they're actually going to play uh, in my mausoleum. My name is Schwartz. I bet it down the biggest Schwartz. horn. Yeah. Stars and eyes when I was with my boys. They told me none of those hoes are coming to this pad. But I had the last laugh. I went to their house and I got a threesome with a bunch of weeds. With a bunch of weeds. Thank you, Bob James. That's a great story. Thank you, Bob James. Thank you, Bob James. Thank you, Bob James. Thank you, Bob James. And now. And now. Oh, my God. There we go. Listen, we've got two gentlemen in here. Cut from Blue Twisted Steel. Oh, no. And they're also literary geniuses. They have mastered many arts. They have done many things. They have soared many heights. They have broken through many walls. We're talking about sons and fathers who wouldn't let society hold them back. They were locked up, but then they lucked out. And they worked their way through discipline, through burpees, to write books about how to do burpees. The best way, and they are no longer going to be enemies. 
sanitarium. <laughs> oh, yeah. The two brothers, Grim, they have come. One brother's name is Robert. Robert. And the mustachioed, mysterioso brother, Ruben. Ruben, named after the infamous sandwich everybody loves. And this is their chosen theme. Mausoleum beat. Mausoleum. They're nodding their heads, starting to sweat. There's an intense fire in their eyes. Uh oh, shit. If you're not woken up by now, then you might as well realize you're dead. Robert, Ruben. What can we say? Why, why did you guys choose that song? Well, I chose that song because uh, when I was in prison, I used to listen to that uh, before um, I go to, to the prison yard and work out. So I used to like to work out in extreme weathers. So whether it was 30 degrees or 103 degrees, I was out there on the yard. Socks, shorts, and shoes. That's it. Yeah? Yeah. And where was this? What institution? Uh, this was at uh, uh, Fos- Old Folsom State Prison and Solano oh. State Prison. All right. Yep. So then you would just sit there, right, Robert? And you're just sitting there with the fucking sanitarium. Just getting pumped up just like getting... I'm going to war, man. Right. With my mind. Right. What kind of workout setup did they have out there? Uh, you know, they had the normal bars workout out there, but mm-hmm. I was mostly doing running for like two, two, and a, two and a half hours. Right. Or doing burpees for two and a half hours <laughs> straight. Burpees, two and a half hours yeah. straight. That's crazy. And I'd be the only one on the yard, man. Check that out. The only one on the yard with no shirt, you know, in the rain, cold, like a warrior, you know? All weather, all the time. All terrain, man. Right. <laughs> right. Scaring the guards. Oh, yeah. They yeah. recognize because, you know, they're ex-military. So, yeah. So they would walk by and be like, hey, that's a warrior right there. They knew. No they knew. shit. And what it, what it did is it sent a message, too. It sent a, a message that you're not going to break me. Right. So they so not only did the guards know, but the inmates knew too. Like, hey, if th- if this weather ain't stopping this guy, this guy's got to be one tough dude. So let me ask you this, Robert. Let's let's just start with first of all, the reason why you guys came in is somebody reached out to the Hard Luck Show and said, "Hey, I got a book. I want to talk about it. What's the book? Beyond Burpees. And why is it called Beyond Burpees? Because we go beyond the burpee exercise. We break the whole burpee exercise down." Mm-hmm. Into you know the um, the science behind it and why you should do it, mm. and this is the first time that it's ever been broke down in, in over eighty years. Right. So people just do them, but just they're just following. They do, they don't even know why the benefits. And so okay, so 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 all right. So these guys wrote a book about the the science, the breakdown. What do people mostly get wrong about burpees? Because everybody right now has got 30-day challenge. I'm going to do 10 burpees. What, what, everybody wants to do burpees, yet everybody looks like shit. So what, it, what are they not really doing? What's, what, what's missing? Okay, now he's gestured to Ruben, the mustachioed crazy man. Go ahead, Ruben. <laughs> what's missing is the breakdown. Basically, yeah, burpees are hard, but they can be a little bit easier, you know, uh, we kind of broke them down in two two categories. One, they can be done, you know, as fast as you can go. They can be hard. They can be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But the other way we broke them down is is we took it a little bit in a different direction towards meditation. Right. And oh, how wow. does burpees relate to meditation? Because the what we call it, we call it alternation meditation. 
Alternation Meditation. Have you trademarked that name yet? Yep. Okay, good. All right. Go ahead. So basically, it's four, ele- four elements would make up that. that, Go ahead. that give, us, <laughs> give us the recipe, sir. So that's four elements. Go ahead. All right. First of so, all. Wait, wait. It's, explain more about the meditation. That, how because that what, what basically meditation is something that's been focus point, rhythm, and breathing. And then four. So basically, the four elements are rhythm, breathing, burpees, and sodium. So that's diet, too. So that's a whole well, how does sodium what the fuck wait 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 now <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ man i'm like fucking crazy okay so hold on a second so so who so how did the book come about first how did you guys right how did the book come about robert go well the, the story starts when um i transferred from high desert state prison mm-hmm. down to old Folsom state prison and mm-hmm. met up with my you know my biological father our father right and what's and, his name uh ruben castaneda senior is he the guy that, is he any relation to the guy that was writing the books about the Yaki Indians? No. Um, not Carlos th- Castaneda? No, not that we know. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, please go on. And so then we, we, we met, me and my father met up there at uh, Old Folsom State Prison. Um, you know, before I had gotten there, he, he wrote me a letter talking about he could do 1,500 1, burpees straight. And, you know, I, I honestly didn't believe him because I didn't, I never seen that before. Wait a second, wait a second. Was he also in prison? Yes. Wait a second, bro. What? Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to hear more about. Yeah. This. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. What did they allege you did that you went into prison for? Um, attempted murder. Okay. When I was sixteen years old, stemming, how, stemming from bullying. How yeah. did? Wait, wait, wait. So, what? What were the facts of that? Um, so I was convicted. Got thirty-two years to life at the age of seventeen, and. At that age, I never, I didn't even understand what the sentence meant. <laughs> really, I remember going, uh, the guards taking me back to juvenile hall because they would transport us down to the um, courthouse. Yeah, and I asked them, I was like, "Hey, what does this sentence mean?" You know, uh, I, I didn't know. You know, yeah. And they're like, "Well, you got like two life sentences." So I was like, "Damn, it's over with now." Right. I mean, it's like, Did you have a lawyer? Yeah, we had to pay the lawyer, but uh, you know, the the the, the DA was just out to get me. He was why. He was, uh, you know, there was there were some things going on behind the scenes that fueled his um his motivation. Like political or what? Um uh one of the victim's family members working in the courthouse. No shit. Yeah. So it was a biased process from the beginning. Yes, exactly. Right. And so their charge was attempted, which means nothing actually No one died. Right. Yes. And <clears throat> And since you were already, quote unquote, convicted, right? It mm-hmm. means there's no double jeopardy and all that other shit. What did they say happened? Exactly. What's the story? Uh, there was a confrontation between me and the bully. Um, he was reaching in his pocket. I thought he had a gun. Sure. Um, feared for my life. He was lunging at me. I pulled out my gun and shot him. Right. And where, where, so it was self-defense. In a, in a sense, yes, it was. Sure. And so then how is it possible then that they, I mean, how did your attorney not, how was he not able to like actually say like, wait a second, this is fucking self-defense? You know what? Um, the the only thing I could say, man, is he, he didn't fight for me, you know? Right. Um, and, and, and you got to look at in 2000. Yeah. There was that mindset, that political mindset of lock, the way, lock away the key and throw the juveniles away. Yeah. So there was that that tough, you know, just lock them up, throw them away, and just bury that key. Right. So and I was part of that. Then did you actually uh, have to go to trial? 
Yes. What's that like, man? What's it like being 17, sitting there in a trial? You got some strangers over there judging. You don't know what the sentence is. What the fuck is that like? Um, just you don't really know what's going on, honestly. Did you take the stand or did your lawyer tell you, no, I don't say anything? I wanted to take the stand so I could, you know, tell, tell more story of, you know, the things I was going through, what led to it. But he told me not to do it. But today I should have because it would have gave the jury into my juvenile mindset. Right. It would have been sure. like, oh, okay, this, this guy wasn't, he don't even, he, his mind is not fully like comprehending what was going on at the time. Right. So. What area was this supposed to have taken place in? Oh, uh, this took place in Sacramento, California. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. I kind of understand the Sacramento vibe. There you go. It's not so straight Chicano. Like, I no. kind of get all that. Yeah, there right? you go. Okay. You got it. You got all it. All right. All right. They're taking, then, they're taking orders from Bakersfield. I get it. I you know, get. and I, I grew up from Los Angeles. I grew up here in um, Highland Park, Northeast. Right. And um, my father sent me here to, um, sent me to Sacramento, California when I was eight years old to, yeah. to get away from, you know, the environment there. Because, you know, I grew up in the mid-80s where, you know, the gang violence was pretty... Uh, it was popping. It was popping, man. Yeah. And so you go up there, who, and then how, what, what kind of bullying was it that you were dealing with? So this guy, he was a neighborhood bully and, you know, he was, um, he, he, he knew that I didn't grow up in that neighborhood. Yeah. So he didn't want me there. Right. He was claiming that neighborhood. He, he lived like a couple blocks away, but he had a reputation for just being uh him and his brother for just being neighborhood, just, you know, harassing people, fighting people. And, uh, you know, I was an introvert at the time. I had a few friends, really quiet. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was just making threats. You know, he's making threats about, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot your house, you know. Unbelievable. And, and your supposedly paid crack attorney was like, don't tell him your story. But, like, honestly, could you have gotten a worse result than what that attorney got you? No, I could have, I mean... Right! It's yeah. like, 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 what the fuck did you do, bro? Yeah. Did you even hear his opening and closing statements or anything? And you're like, did you... Even at the time, we're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's ruining my life. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show that what a lot of juveniles go through, man. You know? So when you're 17, right, and you go through this whole thing, and then you ask the, the guard, like, hey, what does the sentence mean? And he basically tells you, well, you're fucked. Pretty much, yeah. Right? What emotionally or what's the feelings like as they're transitioning you from where you're being held for court and then sending you to big boy prison? So I would say the emotions is probably like, um, man, just like that. Those thoughts like, man, this is this is we got to get ready. It's this it's, it's going down. You know, we got a uh, emotion of, you know, there's some fear there. This yeah. is the unknown, you know. This yeah. is not in my environment. I wasn't in juvenile hall before. This is my first crime ever. Right. So I got no criminal history. Um, you know, I wasn't out running the streets, causing trouble, selling right. drugs or gangbanging, none of that. So, I was, you know, I'm like a, f a new fish out of water. <laughs> and were you new fish going to Folsom? Yeah, well, I started in High Desert State Prison, so I was fresh, you know. Wow. I was so fresh that when I came from the California Youth Authority, I had these these black glasses right and uh you know the guards and the inmates there used to call me buddy holly or harry potter man <laughs> right you, you, you could imagine you got uh uh this prison with people that you know crime is their is their lifestyle right and then you got this young kid at 18 you could tell he ain't got no tattoos he just like <laughs> you just stand out like 
like all tomorrow you know what i mean right you're in the wrong place yeah like who is this guy you know and then so then okay so that's sort of your story and this whole fucking journey is opening up for you you don't know what's going on now for your biological father what what did they say he did uh so it was his case was self-defense so a guy attacked him and um he got voluntary manslaughter he got 13 years on a voluntary manslaughter deal he Probably could have got more, but he got he took a deal. He was able to get a deal and took a deal. Did they offer you a deal? No, they did not what? offer me. I could I couldn't even buy a deal if they want. What they the were? Fuck? Hey, put it this way: the DA, if he wanted, he would got gave me the death penalty. Right, and you then know? and then, Ruben, what's going on with you at this time when this is all going down? What are you doing? Playing I'm Atari a, or what? Yeah, I'm on the outside. <laughs> right, you're just like, <laughs> oh, what the fuck just happened? I don't know. Right, yeah, pop tarts or whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Seriously, working. what were you thinking of? What were you working? What were you working? I think I just started getting into the uh, restaurant industry. Uh huh. Right. I, that's something I was doing for what a while. What is it? Like pancakes is your thing, or what do you do? Nah, <laughs> top top of the line food. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, so you're just over there working a grill. This guy's over here. The rest of his life's gone. Yep. All right. And what had you heard about your biological father at this point? Like, did you know he was locked up? And did you know? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, he was. You know, he's not a saint or anything. But I'm saying is that he's. You know, he he's from Southern California. He lived here most of his life. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't something that was uh, new to me. So. So. Robert, then, <clears throat> at what point does your dad find out that you've been sentenced to prison, too? Well, when I was um, in the California Youth Authority at 17, yeah. I was about to be transferred to High Desert State, well, prison. I didn't yeah. know High Desert at the time, but um, so I talked to my father on the phone, mm-hmm. and he had just got out to Hatchapi. He had just paroled from, he just got sent down from the Pelican Bay Shoe. Man. So they six months within your release date they send you down to Tatchby. And um so he was free and uh the the words he gave me was uh be yourself. That's what he I, told you. I hung on to those words, man, go enter in prison, the unknown. Just be yourself. That's what he gave me. And uh, I followed it, man. And let me that's interesting. Uh, did he did you ask him like hey, I didn't ask him. He hey, just gave me those words. He knew that you needed something, yeah. right? Some yep. kind of answer. Yeah. And what was his feeling about what happened to you? Uh, we didn't talk very much to, to get that feeling. Yeah. Um, but I knew it probably most likely devastated him. Right. Because he had sent me from Los Angeles, the Northeast area, um, to Sacramento to get away from that area. Because if I didn't, it would have been inevitable that I would have joined you know the Avenue Street Gang, right? Where he was from. Um, so do that. You, do you think he blamed himself a little bit for what happened to you? Like maybe he should have done something different. And you might have taken a di- or some other things might have happened differently for you at all. You know that's a good question. Um, I don't know if he did, but I mean he did the best that he could. You know, I mean Sacramento was nowhere like L.A. It was like heaven compared to to where I grew up in right. in Los Angeles. You know. It was night and day. Right. So I mean, he did the he did the best he could. I mean, I don't I don't he never told me, but I hope he didn't. <laughs> right. And so he writes you this letter, right, and says, "Guess what? I can do 1500 burpees?" Yeah. Well, he first told me 500. And so, you know, I was new to the prison system, and when um in the prison system, you know, when people do burpees, one guy does a burpee, the other guy will wait or run in place. Mm-hmm. So it's like a they take turns. Right. 
And so when he said 500 straight, I said, ah, I never seen that. It was new. It's just new to me because I'm just seeing this this other fashion where people take turns. Right. So I was like, I don't know about all that, man. You know, like there was some doubt there, you know. Right. It's a little crazy. Yeah. But um, so I at spent, what point does he tell you that in the like? Does he handwrite the letter? Yeah. Yeah. We got approval to write each other. All right. So yeah. he says like. Uh, dear Robert, uh, man, you were a sight for sore eyes. Guess what? I can do 500 burpees. Yeah. Like know. within with the same paragraph? Like, how does a guy tell a guy that? Well, he's just like, you know, nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I just do my 500, you know, burpees. Like, you know, it's a daily routine. Yeah, straight to the point. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey Ruben, I mean, at this point, did he, did, were you guys ever living together when he got out or was he doing his own thing? Uh, yeah, he was doing his own thing. So Right, but did you ever go over there and count his burpees and be like, hey, man, that that's really about 300 burpees? No. <laughs> no? No? No, no. And were you trying to do any burpees at that time, or were you still, like, cooking? Uh, I started about 10 years ago, so it was it, I didn't jump into him right away. Right. But about 10 years ago. Did he try to tell you, like, hey, man, yeah, check always, this out? Always. I got, so what would he do? He'd just show up and be like, hey, take you Well, I actually kind of showed us, basically, when it started was inside when we go visit. I would visit my brother. Yeah, and my father at the same time, and he would always, hey, you got to do the burpees, you got to do this, you know. And what was your thought initially? Like, if you guys I, knew so much, like, why are you guys, uh, I am, I'm cool, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I, you know, they talked about it, and then I attempted it, and then I knew right away. So there was no <laughs> equivocation in your mind? It was like, hey, guys, advice is good for you all, but I know what I'm doing. I, I, I believe my father. He was pretty stern, so whatever. Was he? Yeah. Was he stern? Oh yeah, he was real stern. He was like a, uh, like a drill sergeant with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah, that's um. Well, that's how I got a lot of my discipline because um, you know, on the inside. So, he was preparing me for his his departure, you know, because you know I had a I still had a journey. I had this thirty two to life sentence, which with the life behind it, you know, they could hold you forever if they want. Right. You know? They might. Yeah, they might. Probably will. So, you know, he was. We were together for eight years, but he was, you know, he had a he had an actual pro day. He didn't have life, so he was actually leaving, and he was he proled in uh, December, two thousand thirteen. So, you know, he was very stern with me. He very very disciplined, but at the time, it might have seemed a little painful, you know, because he was on me. He's right. Like, you know, you know, in in prison, you have your tones have to be correct. You got to know who you're talking to. Um, you got to be uh, very vigilant of. You know, just your surroundings, because uh, when you go hit the prison yard, it's it's like a war zone out there. There's there's, there's wolves out there, and and there's, a, there's things going on that you may not see, but they're going on. So you guys were at the same institution for a time. Yeah, we were at Old Folsom State Prison, and then we transferred to Solano State Prison together. Right. So you guys were together for about six or eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Eight years. Man. Eight years. Wow. Yep. Wow. Is there anywhere in your mind that you think that to a certain extent part of what you went through was you trying to reconnect with your dad? Yeah, I, be I believe so because, um, trip on this, before he got incarcerated that time, yeah, he had been stabbed about 24 times. So he almost lost his life. And um, it, it was an incident where he got stabbed. There were shots fired. So the cops were very slow to enter you know, where he was. Right. So he was bleeding out. And one of his last requests, um, he said he was having to hold his lungs because if not, you know, the blood was just, you know, he could hear him, his lungs breathing, you know, because he got hit in his lungs. Right. He got hit in his arms, you know, just like 24 times you can imagine. 
and the cops are taking their sweet time because they heard shots fired, so he's just bleeding, bleeding out. out. Yeah. So one of his last requests, you know, they finally got 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 in there and, and got to him. But uh, his fi- his one of his requests was that he would get to know one of his children because he really never got to know us. He was, you know, running the streets in northeast L.A. And, um, you know, he got that request by getting to know me. And so in some ways, like, you know, your father was uh, in at least kind of like a, a little bit of a legend maybe for you guys and a distant figure. Exactly. Yeah. But inside this institution, you probably got to know your dad real well. Oh, yeah. I got to know him for the for the the human being he was, right. you know, despite the tattoos, you know, stuff, despite being a gang member. I got to know him for, you know, he had a good heart. You know, he always stuck up for people that couldn't defend themselves because he was he was a rider. So, you know, you, you could look at him and look at his eyes and, and know that. You didn't want to mess with him. <laughs> Where did he come from? Like, wh- what was his background? Why did he have, um, why was he a rioter? Like, in terms of, was he raised in a hard household? No, nah, he was actually raised here in Los Angeles, raised in a, a uh, single mother home. Yeah. But what happened to him about 12 years old was that he was, um, when he was going to school and this girl took a uh, liking to him and these uh, these other gang members that he didn't know of. Yeah. Uh, jumped him one day and jumped him so bad that when he finally arrived home my grandmother she couldn't even recognize who he was they beat him so bad man and that was just because this girl liked him well he had blue eyes he was light complected yeah um so that trauma went unresolved for him so you can imagine at that age um you're like this is not going to happen again he had to toughen up yeah, it's the you know it's that trauma. You're like, man, this pain. Nah, this is not gonna happen. Right. So my grandmother's switched him to a new, a different neighborhood, and so he started hanging around. He was suggested hang, started hanging around with the, um, the guys from the avenues. Yeah. And that's who he started hanging around with, and so he got you know gained friendship with them, and then one thing led to another. Right. And that's how he made sure that that wasn't going to happen again. So let me ask you this. What was maybe the most surprising or uh, startling thing as you got to know your father intimately? What was something that you were not expecting to find out? Um, So when I um, initially met up with him, um, it was uh, just his love for people. Like, you know, whether you were black, white, Asian... You know, he had friends of all nationalities, which kind of surprised me. Um, and uh, I was I was taken a little back by it, but I was like, wow, that's that's. I, I got to see his his true heart, you know. Yeah. Like, even if you were another race, he would he would back you up. Like uh, there was one incident where an Asian guy was getting bullied by a white guy. Yeah. My dad was ready to go, you know, defend the Asian guy because you know he couldn't defend himself, but you know my dad would would stick up for for anyone. It, and that's in prison where you can't really do that. Right. It's very segregated. So you can't just. So, so what did that tell you about your dad when you saw that? Like, what did that do for you? Like, you saw that. Well, he, to me, it showed that he had a good heart, man. It, it really did. You know, he had, a, um, he had a heart for people and he didn't like people being bullied, man. Because he was bullied. Exactly. And then I was and bullied. And you were bullied. Yeah. So right. you see how that cycle. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So fucking lootly. So Ruben, did you ever, and be honest, bro, this is an honest show, and and we're all men here. We're all men. Exactly. All right. We all could grow a mustache if we wanted to, Ruben. (laughs) All right. But the question is, did you at any time envy the fact that Robert was able to get to know and spend that quality time with his dad? Oh uh, yeah, of course I do. I mean, obviously, I mean, because I didn't get to know him, I didn't know him as well either. Right. So there's a, yeah a little bit there, but nothing crazy. But yeah. All right. You well, know, he, you get to get you know life lessons from your father that you you know, he's got a lot to say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Of course you're gonna think about it. Yeah. And then so okay so then and then Pappy brings you guys together and says, look, family business is the burpee business. Exactly. Right. Okay. So how did that kind of come together? All right, so when um, I transferred from High Desert Prison, High Desert State Prison to Old Folsom State Prison. Yeah. So my dad said, all right, look, man, we went to the prison yard. He said, line up side by side next to me. You do as many burpees as you can do. I said, all right. So uh, we started, you know, in sync, in sync with each other. You know, same pace, same push-up, everything. And so I got to about 32, and I was like, oh, this ain't shit, man. This ain't nothing, you know? And then <laughs> this? Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck. I, was I like, got this. I was All like, day, yeah, every yeah, day. I got this, you know? Oh, that ain't but a thing. I'm thinking, I'll do this 500. This ain't nothing, you know? Yeah. So after that 32, then I started, so, oh, uh-oh, hold up. Something going on here. <laughs> right. So I made it to 50. That's it, man. Right. And then he, he, he had told me before, hey, when you're done, just step to the side. I'm going to do my 500. Right. Make so, way. Make yeah. way. So I stepped to the side after 50, took a look back, and was like, I guess it's true. Wow. I guess it's true. And then at what point, right, Yeah. did the student become the master when he had to step aside and say, go on with your 1500, homie? So that was um, that was after he paroled. Yeah. That was after he paroled. I did um, 500, uh, 1,500 burpees. Yeah. He didn't get to see that, but... um. He he knew I was on my way, right? Because it, it takes years to build that mental maturity. Um, so when I was younger, when I was with him, you know, I I bragged that I could do thirteen hundred burpees, and I had the heart for it, but I just didn't have that mental maturity. Yeah, you, you you it takes years 
It takes time to build that mental maturity, definitely. What does it mean when you're using the phrase mental maturity to do 1300? What are you really talking about? So it's, it's, reaching, it's reaching the point where you can overcome where your mind tells you to quit. Man. That's, that's part it, of the reason why it's, they're hard. Yeah. You right. got to push the mind. Right. Yeah, because your mind will, will tag you, tag you. Hey, you, quit, you, quit. You ever follow or read anything from David Goggins? Yeah, we met him the other, uh, last weekend. Oh, Get really? the fuck out of here. Where, at your restaurant? Uh, he was in Placerville, actually. And what was he doing? Uh, well, he does that 4x4x48 four by four by run. Yeah. The challenge, yeah. yeah. And what were you guys Dude, doing? You guys I, was walk- running, I was running right next to him, and we gave him our book, too. Yeah, I bet nice. you you did. You're on the promo tour, homie. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, right. What did he say? Was he cool? Yeah, he was real cool. Real, very respectful. Yeah. Um, you know, I enjoyed running with him side right next to him, man. Do you think he could do more burpees than fucking David Goggins? Um, we'd have to train him up. I mean, we're that's a to- yes, homie. Yeah. That's a fucking yeah. yeah. Well, David I mean, Goggins. David Goggins, you heard it here first. Look, got running the a challenge. hundred miles in the fucking twenty-four hours. You got these guys beat hands now, but you want to step into their ring, the Burpee Kingdom, bro? You're gonna have to fucking. You're gonna have to bow down to the masters right here. I love that. All right, H Hard Luck Show is gonna sponsor a fucking Burpee contest. You guys versus David Goggins. Let's oh, go. Let's, do it. let's, let's do it, go. Man. Yeah. All right. So then, at what point do you guys ride? a book so well that that that's my brother's portion right there he's yeah started, come he's on, on the outside oh yeah he's on it he's the brains of the yeah outfit. exactly <laughs> there you go i'm just the workhorse right, right. you got the fucking body he got the brain let's go what's exactly. so what happened you're sitting there so, and you yeah, go yeah the first attempt the, when i first attempted the burpee exercise my number was 25 you know that was that was as far as i can go at that, that at that pace you know without stopping because the goal was not to stop and i knew something about it was special and that's when it kind of started uh triggering in my my mind is this there's something special about this uh exercise maybe i should write about it and so i started digging deeper i started doing more research and i started you know hey man what does somebody do research on burpees homie like what tell me that i expand my mind (laughs) yeah so did you you went online Right? I mean, I, well, the, part of the part of the research was the sodium, which is a big part of it too. Right, I understand that. And then when we'll get to that science, man. But the issue is, where did you start? Like saying, okay, wait a second, I'm gonna write about this. Like, what it made you think you could write about it? That's cool. <laughs> Look at that face. What, you already been writing books? No, this is my first book I ever wrote. Ah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. right out the gate. Okay, so what made you think that? You were like... As I started to progress with the exercise, I started discovering more things about the mind, the body, physical body. And Dude, that's, can I interrupt, man? Why is it called a burpee? I was going to get to that, but go ahead and yeah, answer the, that. Yeah, I started with the Wuerl H. Burpee back in 1940. He, ah. he originally uh, came with that exercise for the military back in that time. Basically. Wait, so it's the guy's name? Yeah, this is his name. Yeah. His last name is Burpee? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck kind of last name is? What is that, when Polish? When I you, never knew that. You have to invent an exercise if your last name is Burpee. Burpee? Yeah. Yeah, what do you call this? I call this the Burpee. <laughs> I go down, I do a push-up, I jump back up, I fucking, that's a Burpee. Wow, I did not so he, know. Yeah, he started that back in that time, and then it kind of progressed. It in, Why did he in, start that? To toughen up the military, basically. Why did he think the military needed to toughen up? Because there wasn't any war around that before that time. And we're talking about 1940? Yeah. Right, which is kind of like right before World War II? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right. 
So he came in after World War One. I, I was like, man, this is a bunch of soft motherfuckers around here. Exactly. Right? And he was like, we got to toughen these kids up. Yep. And what was he? Was he like a athletic guy or was he? He's a, was, yeah, he was athletic too, but he was a physiologist. He was? Yeah. So he was a scientist. So then I started tying in that into what I was doing. So wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> so, so physiology is, you know, that's study of the mind, study of the body, you know. Right. Deeper, deeper. Do you use that on the ladies? Do you go, hey, I'm, uh, I study physiology. <laughs> oh, right? that's a good one. Is that, oh, why is that a good one? I haven't tried it yet, but yeah. I don't, yeah. He's like, I'm Dude, going, I'm going now. now. Listen, I'm a doctor in physiology. I know how to connect uh, your body with my mind. Yeah. Right, so let me ask you this then. So when you, at what point do you say, guys, let's write a book? When I hit 300. When you hit 300. 300 nonstop, I knew. Because if I, because you could do, you know, inside it's, you know, you're working out more, you're. Yeah. It's different. You know, you have that extra, not say extra time, but it's a different time. Right. For sure. Right. There's a lot of shit removed out of the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Right. So then at 300, you go, you know what? And did you come out with like a bugle and make an announcement and be like, guys, I got it. <laughs> Our fucking days of fucking eating bologna sandwiches are over, baby. Basically, but it didn't happen for some time. (laughs) (laughs) And so what was your plan? Did you guys, how did you come up with the plan? Like, did you write an outline and say, first, we're going to talk about this. Then we're going to talk about sodium. Yeah, I started, originally, you know, it's a story. Right. I just wanted to start with the story. Right. And then, you know, tie into what the benefits were. Right. And so now that we've tickled everyone's ass with a feather, what does sodium have to do with it? So basically, from what my father taught us, and he believed... Well, sodium will slow you down during exercise. That's how it started. Really? Yeah. And what is that? Well, and is there some truth behind that? Oh, of course. I mean, don't say of course. I don't know that. <laughs> so how does it slow you down? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things deep into it. But, you know, some basic stuff is, you know, what people mostly know is sodium attracts water. Right. But it also attracts, you know, blood as well. Oh, so in a sense, right, if you got a high sodium diet, your blood might not be nourishing Coag- the cells. It could be coagulating as well. Right. And then and at the time of high exercise, your body needs as much oxygen and blood and whatever exactly. in order to maintain. Yep. Wow, man. But like everything has sodium in it that's made in the United States, as far as I can tell, right? Well, it's just cutting back on it and finding your own balance. That's the important thing. How do you do that? How do you know what your balance is? Testing. It took 10 years. It did? Yep. What, was this guy wearing a lab coat following you guys around? <laughs> well, you, I tested uh, myself. Right? What did you have, like a, like a clipboard? And you were like, oh, my fucking can only do 20 burpees. No more fucking SpaghettiOs. <sighs> yep. Is that it? Really? I mean, that's part of it, yeah. I started calculating my diet based, you know, I cut back on this, I cut back on that, and I changed it up for All 10 right. years, and that's how I kind of... Let's cut the shit. Let's get right <laughs> down to it. What is the number one worst thing people can eat Based on your research. I still say sodium salt. I mean, okay, I got that. But what are people eating? Like, is it a fucking fire? Is it fire fries or bacon? Flaming Cheetos? Like, what's the worst thing where you're like, man, don't eat that. That's just, that's all that is is sodium with like a a piece of potato on it. I want to say there's nothing specific because you can, if you exercise hard enough, you can kind of eat whatever you want as well. But 
Is that what you're doing? You're, you're working out. So I you personally, eat that I just chowder? cut back on my meats. That's kind of the, my thing. Interesting. All right, and, and Robert, from your perspective, what's the worst thing Americans are eating right now? These fat bodies that are walking around, bouncing into walls, looking for donuts. I would say probably chips, man. All that salt in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that salt. You hear that, Schwartz? Hey, man. No more chips. All right, no, no chips. Right. All right, At man. All. Meat and chips. There you go. Meat and chips. Stay off the meat chips. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Beep jerky will kill you. Now, let me ask you this. So at what point, right, so he comes to you guys and goes, guys, listen, not only do we got an amazing father-son story, but I've been doing a lot of research, and guess what? Salt's fucked up. And you're like, ah, we already knew that. People were just telling us not to eat salt anymore. But he's like, no, but we're going to make a book. There's going to be four elements. And it's going to be called, what is it, meditation? Alternation meditation. Alternation meditation. All right. So at what, did you guys immediately understand the genius of Ruben's idea? Um, yeah, we did. Yep. Because we, we knew we had something. <laughs> right. Me and my dad, we knew, like, because the thing is, we could outdo anyone on the yard. Whether right. Running, burpees. Yeah. You know, we're cardio beast. Yeah. So we knew we had something. Right. We're on a whole different platform. Right. When it comes to exercising. Right. You got to imagine people when they work out, they, they need to have water next to them. We could right. go two and two and a half hours with no water. Schmidt, he has grape soda next to him when he works out. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> more power. Whatever to gets it done, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so what about the chance? So you. OK, listen, I'm not going to go into it because we could probably do a whole entire episode on how hard was it to write the book. Right. And and but. What about publishing it and trying to get other people excited? Did you find any? Was it hard? Did you guys say, fuck, we went to Shyman and Schuster and they told us to kiss their ass? Like, what was that process like for you, Ruben? I mean, it's a little hard, but we self-published, so it's a little so you, bit. So you said, fuck it, we're self-publishing. Yep, yep. And what route did you take for self-publishing? Just straight uh, copyright, send it to the printer, and that's it. How did you get? The, how did you scratch up the investment money for to buy all the books? I mean, I had some money saved away. Yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah was, we both put into it. Yeah. yeah. All right. And and have you guys started? I mean, the book is right here. Let me take a look at this book. So these fucking jackasses listening to this show can get real. Beyond burpees, pushing through the last channel. And that's not about overcoming constipation. What's no. the last channel? So what the last channel is when you when you follow our theory. So. When you do the burpee exercise for the first time, you're going to hit a brick wall. You're going to, trust me, you're going to hit, just like I hit the brick wall at 50. Right. If you follow our theory, you're going to be able to break through that brick wall. Right. Make a hole through it. And you're going to be able to go farther than what you thought possible. Trust me. Your other channels in the body are opening up as well. Exactly. Your lungs are expanding. Your blood is flowing. Exactly. I mean, man, by the way, I'm looking at the back of this book, right? And I see a quote here from Ruben Castaneda Sr. That's, fo- that's, that's Pops. That's Pops, yeah. All right. I believe the body is a magnificent machine that will adjust to the training you put it through. Burpees are the key to life. Yep, those exactly, are his words. Man. Wow. What do you think about that, old blue eyes? I think that's incredible. Is this more burpee information than you really... You know what? I hate burpees. You do? I fucking hate them. That's Why? What a, that's what a lot of people hard. say. They're hey. hard. Well, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it. I mean, what's, I what, what I mean, do you I want? To just, just roll like, down a hill? weights and run. Oh. But, right. like, I understand, like, you know, if you do burpees, it's, it's fucking hard, man. And you can get... I know, what do you say? You're saying that you hit a brick wall, right? You hit a wall? Yep. So what happens? So, well, because, first of all, most people got too much sodium in them. Right. And then... It takes training with the burpee exercise. 
And until that, you're going to hit that brick wall. But you can overcome that just like I did. So what are... I mean, I don't want to like get into the, the secrets of the book. I guess if you're not willing, right? To don't give them. away the fucking spice. Yeah, sauce. Like, Eleven like spices and herbs. Talk to me. Why should why should I be doing burpees and how do I break through the wall? So you should be doing burpees because it's not just a, a, an exercise. So you got to right. you got to think about this is something that I used in prison to overcome a um, a world that was meant to destroy me. Right. So mentally, you're going to gain strength. To overcome whatever comes your way. So you just just imagine, man, the prison system is designed to destroy you both mentally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually, in any way possible. They want you destroyed because they know if your mind is destroyed, then your fight is over with. So I use those as a weapon, both on the yard and for myself. So the way you're going to be able to do uh, break through that wall is, first of all, just go get, get down, see how far you can do with the burpees. And then say you hit 12. Okay, you got 12. Now build from that platform. Say, all right, you know, I'm going to stay at 12 for about two weeks. Let my body kind of adjust to this new thing that I'm bringing in, this new exercise. And then I'm going to move up maybe two or three in about two weeks. And I'm going to slowly, gradually move up. That's the key. You don't want to move up too far because that's a tendency for us humans. Even myself is a tendency to go from 12 to 25. Well, you've never reached 15. Or 17, so let's slow it down. So that, that gradual increment training is going to get you to keep breaking through that last channel, that wall. And it's going to open you up where you're going to be like, damn, I went from 10 to doing 60 now. Right. Because be- before all you hit was that brick wall, and you're like, damn, yeah, I'm, they're too hard. I'm good. Schwartz mm-hmm. breaks through the brick wall through by smoking weed, right? I do that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been known to do that. And you got to uh, see this picture of Ruben on the back. This is you, right? Look at that. That's like, what is that? That's like your GQ pick or that, well, that's yeah. like Minx or whatever <laughs> that like, is. I got to look like a writer. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't, yeah, I didn't put his fucking number on there. <laughs> what, what, what really impresses me about Ruben, because like, I understand you were, you were in uh, jail, right? In prison. In prison yeah. and doing For 20 years. That, that makes sense. But this guy, he's not in prison. No. And he started off with 25. That was like, you were, when you hit 25, you're like, wow, I'm pretty, yeah. And then he hits 300. <laughs> yeah, How wow. long did it take you to go from like 25 to 300? Uh, it took me three months. Wow. Okay, three months? Three months? Let me ask you a question. Now, now, listen, this is a health show, right? We do health shows on the, on the Hard Luck Show. And I know Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds want to know, will... Breaking through the wall on burpees improves sexual performance. Oh, yes. Of course, definitely. Guarantee more endurance. Yeah. <laughs> Better <laughs> they, they answer that emphatically, man. Did you see the way yeah, Ruben yeah. was like, was like I mean, oh, come yeah. on, what are you fucking certified? <laughs> come on. Oh, yeah, my dick never goes down. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a real hard motherfucker. I break through a wall with the head of my shiny helmet. What are you talking about? But I will give away something in the book there. Okay. Shh, I'll give shh. away the science behind. All right, then this is why you're a hard luck fan because we give you these kind of gems for Inside free. Inside scoop. Okay, go ahead. Don't Just, embarrass us. Take this to heart. Go so ahead. the somatosensory system, that's. What's one of the secrets right there? I mean, I'm so science-wise. I didn't so understand sensory anyway. system. You just so said. your head through your joints and your your, your hands, yeah. pressure points, touching. These have sensories, but those activate neuro neurotransmitters in the mind. You're saying that because oh, I'm putting my hands on the ground. Well, yeah, but on. but Switch. but the burpees you're doing repetitive movements. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, you're activating neurons. 
Man, you have said that to chicks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. Did you see that? Did you oh, see his eyes? He was like, Look I do it here. repetitively. So when I touch your breast, <laughs> it's going to be like from man. all my whole brain is involved in touching your breast right about now. The Listen, the synapses yeah. are firing and off. Exactly. It's like electric fire. But also, I want to say, so this book is a serious book. This ain't no bullshit. There's uh, charts in there. And- dude, this chart, listen, this chart, I love this chart, right? So they, these guys did all this research, right? They worked with um, the top scientists over in the Helsinki Institute, everything. Yep. And they look at this, and you look at this chart. And now the lowest level of fitness, right, and you can tell because it's got a smaller little bar there, is walking, right? Yep. Yeah. That's the lowest. Right. right. Now you would think running, right? And that's Goggins. Goggins, you better listen up. You would think running, right, would be way for now. It's like only a couple more. It's just, it's just barely more than right. original burpee no jump, and behind floor burpee with jump is running. Right. Okay. In the middle is jujitsu. Okay. In the middle is jujitsu. That's only in the middle. Next to that is boxing. Listen. Now this is the part that's got me tripping. All right. I don't lie. I ain't gonna fucking lie. All right. Check this out. First of all. In this awesome chart, bro, this is the best chart I've ever seen. Okay. Towards the end of the maximum health, right, the highest bars you're looking at is beyond burpees. Okay. What's a beyond burpee? He can do 1,800 without stopping. There's nobody that can do that. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) So there's beyond burpees right there, and then next to it is the 1,800 burpees, all channels open, right? Yeah. So that's the highest. Then the final one is... Is the highest bar, and it says unknown doesn't exist. So you're in, like, right there is impossible, but right before all that is wood chopping with a weighted axe. How is wood chopping with a weighted axe, like, seriously, how is that more than running? Like, how- because by doing that, by weighted, because your arms are key box, into boxing too, obviously. But- yeah, it's more than boxing, chopping wood. Hey, Rocky did it. You that's can, true, Rocky you have Four, that's right. The, the weight of an axe, I'm talking about like, 15 extra pounds on the weight right we ain't you talking can, about you bullshit. can get your max heart rate in a matter of minutes right i've seen dudes do the sledgehammer on the tire thing yeah and they give their life yeah 10 and they're like Ugh. so yeah, it's all about crazy. it's about getting that heart rate yep important that's important. all right listen let me tell you i don't know if you guys even so wait a minute hold on go ahead what go is on. a what is a beyond because i've seen there's different perpetual very, perpetual so what, basically non-stop burpees are what we do Right. Yeah. yeah. So what we do is we stand. Um, starting points a standing position. You go down, put your hands down, kick out, come into a plank, and then do a push up, and then kick your kick your feet back in, and then the standing position. That's one rep. Okay. All so right. you just continually do that. You don't stop. Okay. Now so, I want to wait before you get to that. Yeah, I want to run a test real quick here. Schmitty, come over here, please. We've got Schmidt dog in the house. <laughs> Big Leps reclining. Schmitty, have you done? Hold on, don't, hold on, hold on, don't even, hold on. <laughs> Schmitty's coming over. He's got New Balance shoes. Stand He's right very here. Egg shaped. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, brothers, brothers, burpee. Um, how many burpees does a gentleman that looks like this, from your expertise, how many do you think he could do now, nonstop? Fifteen. 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 <laughs> Wait, what? Give him that mic short so he, or get on that get one. Him, what did you a, say? Schmitty, what did you were in jail? Yeah, when I was in jail, we did burpees every day. How many did you do? Uh 123. Wow. 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 So how many do you think you can do right now? 
<laughs> not very many. Right. All right. Yeah, okay. You do it every day. You build up. You still have to do the did, 123. Did you read their book? Which book? Okay. I'm, he I'm did. surprised. I'm impressed that, that you guys think you could do 15. We have somebody who's uh, she's 58, and she's up to 60 right now. Yeah, really? but like, and, and, and genuinely, because I'm kind of like a mean guy, I'd be like, hey, all right, start doing burpees, let's count them out. But I don't even want this guy to keel over. He's got, he's such an important part of this show. I can't even have him die. So <laughs> Plus, I'm not he gonna... just ate like a breakfast sandwich. Dude, he was eating something. Couple donuts. I think he might have ate the napkin too, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was your breakfast? Tell these gentlemen who just told everybody, stop eating the soda. What were you eating in that chair? Talk Get on that mic. mic. A maple bar. A ma- maple, uh, bar. maple bar, <laughs> maple bar donut man. Uh, uh, look at Robert. What, Robert, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, I mean, I eat those once in a while. I mean, but I could do it though, because I, you know, I, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm burning do thousand burpees after that. Right, go do a thousand burpees. All right. Well, listen. Okay, Sean. Sorry. What did you want to say about uh, Schmitty was walking over or something? I don't remember. All right, sorry. I wanted to say though that there's like I, I see like these guys on on Instagram or whatever, and they're adding things to the burpee, like jump up. Like tuck, you know, like tuck their knees, like jump mm-hmm. up. That's that style of thing. Is that something that you get um, into? Or you we just, don't do that. Um, right. We we don't care for the for the, um, the add jump on, add-ons or anything. Right. No, just, if you stick with this style of burpee, trust me, it's going to test you to your to like, your minds. The original burpee is is enough. Yeah, well, right. the original one was a four count, so you didn't actually do the push up. The one oh, that did. the Royal um, Hudson burpee created, it yeah. was just a four count. So you just you go down to a plank position and then come back up. That's the original. So the the push up was added later on, and that's the one that we do. But we don't um, we don't do no like knees up or, or all jumps. that fancy shit. Keep nah. that at home. Why don't you just we, we, try to do eighteen hundred? Stop yeah, trying to be we, fancy. This ain't a dance. Because what I call those are stall tactics. That's what our father. <laughs> that's, no, that's, yeah, that's you're stalling. You're stalling for air. Yep. Right. So the way we do them, you come up, go right back down. No breaks. Yeah, there ain't no breaks. No breaks. All gas, no breaks, man. You know man, what I mean? All gas, no breaks. If you really want to test that mind and push yourself, trust me, try these burpees, man. You know? Now, have you gotten into a thing of like oh, speed? Serious shit, like, man. Put, like it's timing yourself? Like how oh, many, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I did my burpee record inside at 1,800, I was doing about 100 in about six and a half minutes. <laughs> Jesus. So I was moving. Fucking Christ. You sure you don't got two hearts, bro? And wow. I, I might. There might be like a little one on the side that, <laughs> yeah. that keeps the other one going. <laughs> hey, so so how is it then that you... So how did you get out? How, did you make parole? Or well, they um, so like in the last eight years, the, the prison system has been changing a bit. The the, the mentality. The, right. Um, so pe- they're starting to let people out. Right. So they passed a law where it gave the judge authority to review a case. Right. You know, to um, take back a sentence. Right. So I applied. And um, being that I did a lot of clean time in there, you know, I got my GED, got my AA degree. Mm-hmm. I educated myself in there. Right. Sure. So instead of allowing that system to destroy me, I excelled. You know, I, I, I told it, man, you're not going to break me. Right. That's, and so I applied. And the, um, you know, Judge Steve White here in Sacramento, he called me in for resentencing, resentenced me to 19 years. Uh, dropped the charge down a bit too, and the gun enhancement down, and I got released right there within a week from Sacramento County Jail. Wow. And who came to get you when you got released? Uh, that was my grandparents and my cousin and her son. So I was in the and check this out, man. So when you get when you get transferred from prison to the to the county jail, man. Um, you know I don't got no clothes, man. They just gave me a paper orange jumpsuit. Why is it always paper? 
it's it's like a see-through you know what i mean <laughs> so so in the county jail whatever you go with whatever you go in with you come out with oh. so they were like hey you want this orange jumpsuit and i was like no so i ended up leaving the county jail with uh shower shoes socks boxers and a t-shirt you just walk out the front door naked i, yeah. I had no choice man <laughs> Wow. But hey, what played a key role was that everyone was on their phones, so everyone's head was in their phones. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, thank goodness for them phones, man, because I look like a weirdo out here. Shit, <laughs> man, what's that? Walking out in boxer shorts ain't shit to a guy that's doing eighteen hundred burpees on the inside. That ain't shit. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, you're but probably like whatever. Take a feast of this man that you see walking out, <laughs> motherfucker. My uh-huh. last time you see a specimen this fine. Yeah, uh, I love that. All right, so uh, then you get home, and what do you do? Eat maple donuts? Man, I just start eating whatever, man. <laughs> you know? Hey. That Ruben, did my, you cook something up for us? You're like, hey, this is a grilled cheese Ruben style. Yeah, man. yeah, we cook a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, what's your best dish? And don't fuck around. I would say something Japanese, to be honest. No shit? Yeah. Like what, a tempura? Or what are you doing, like a box lunch thing? Uh, I would say there's this noodle dish I used to make. The yakisoba, something I like to like. Ooh, yeah. now you're speaking, old blue eyes. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's a noodle motherfucking freak over there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's just ramen. Like, come on, how oh, great yeah. excited can we get? He's like, Yeah, well, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the secret to good yakisoba? Lots of sodium. Hey. It did. Yeah. There's a lot of salt in Let Japanese the master food. Talk. Japanese food has a lot of sodium. Yeah. But um, that's why they can't do burpees over there. Probably. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. That's why they lost. <laughs> that's why they lost World War Two. Let's not oh, lie. Yeah. All, right. All right. Go ahead. Could be. No. So what's the secret? It's, uh, you know, Japanese cuisine is about ratio, you know. So it's it's the the key ingredients are like soy sauce, you know, miso, sugar, sake. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. You, know? you ever, like, take a few hits off the sake and then put it in the yakisoba? Yep. Of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, man. Jay. Hey, man. Listen, I want to say to the Castaneda family, thank you so much for coming down. Yeah, I guys. was excited to have you guys on, and your story is fucking phenomenal. We barely even scratched the surface. How do people buy the book? Yeah, we, You can uh, get it on our website at beyondburpees.net, or you can get it off of Amazon Kindle or Apple Books. Right. And um, where are you guys? Are you guys appearing at any book clubs or any exercise things? Or when are you going to do the challenge with David Goggins? All that. Give us what's next. Where can people go to see you guys? Uh, right now we're in uh, Northern California. Uh, we're going to start doing. <laughs> right now we're up in uh, Tehachapi, uh, oh, in the hills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now we're just outside of Sacramento. No. What no you- right now we're starting to do workshops and uh, demonstrations in like boxing gyms, yoga studios. And when is Beyond Burpees the movie coming out? When's that? Man, we're um we're Susie, trying to so, Susie find someone to produce it for us. Huh? We're looking for a producer out there. I got man. I got one of the yeah. biggest producers <laughs> yeah. in Hollywood. His name is Big Lep King. He is excited to produce Beyond Burpees right now. Yeah, Big Lep, <laughs> you gonna produce this book? Okay, all right. There's a whole this, the book is only one quarter of the story, so that's you know. Oh, there's always yeah, more, more tell, huh? Man. Oh much more yeah. To tell. yeah, I love it. Well, hey, by the way, how'd you guys hear about the Hard Luck Show? Just, you know, word of mouth, someone, you know, recommend it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then you guys listen to it, yep. and you're like, yep. what the fuck are these guys talking about? Yep. I'm like, we got to be there, man. Right. And we're here. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you very much. Yep. Again, be- beyondburpees.net. Buy the book and don't go through Amazon. Pay these guys the full price, for Christ's sake. Yeah, you uh, You'll gain a lot, man. You'll gain a lot and lose a lot of that fucking flab that's causing you to not get any chicks. So come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Beyond Burpees. Thank you, gentlemen, the Castaneda family, thank Ruben, you. Yep, Robert, thank you. Thank Ruben you for Senior. Us. Yes, yeah, a big shout coming, out to man. Ruben Senior. And yeah. I'm glad you're out, man. I'm glad they didn't break you, brother. That's no, they didn't break me, fantastic. man. Fantastic, man. All right. Beat the system. Awesome. Okay, so hardluckshow.com, hardluckshow.com, hardluckshow.com. You know what to do. Audiobook, Art of War by the Hard Luck Crew, the best thing you'll ever learn and need to know strategies for life. Let me tell you something. You guys got some audio needs. Where do they go? Movemental.media. www.movemental.media for all your audio needs. Don't forget the LA Crime mixtape on hardluckshow.com. Proto. And, and look out for the Proto episodes coming right. soon. Not to mention... Shout out to Pulpo Beard Oils. Pulpo Beard Oils. Listen, if your face smells like shit or your beard looks like ass, use Pulpo Beard Oils. If you're trying to grow a mustache. Oh, like Ruben? Yeah. Ruben-esque. <laughs> oh, yes. Dapper Dan. That's your new name. Dapper Dan, right? All right. And uh, I, this guy over here, Schwartz, with his fucking Moses beard or whatever shout, that is, you need a Shout out to my boy, uh, Cool Jules. Shout out to Megan. My mother, get better. Scrambled Megs, baby. Get this guy City in of shape. Santa Monica. City of Santa Monica. Hey, Ali. Cosmic Demise. Cosmic Demise, you already know. Hey, that skate contest is coming up next week. Uh, We're doing a full March show 19th. with him on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March 19th, right? Stoner Park. Right. And uh, also... Uh, SupermaxHardware.com. And also Cookies, Vibes. Soul Assassins. Soul Assassin, Estevan Oreo, Mr. Cartoon. Who else do we usually shout out? Ovano Bowen LLP. We wear braids to court. And let's fucking go. Thank you, gentlemen. Fantastic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.